deal with it. It's just me moving my tongue around. <laughs> you can really hear it. <laughs> Your mouth goes out of frame, so it <laughs> it's a little worse. <laughs> still in your pajamas yeah <laughs> this day has gotten away from me all right you ready <laughs> this is your this is yours this time give me a second i already put on deodorant i'm gonna put on some more deodorant for the show i didn't put on any deodorant i'm gonna smell what do you use the antiperspirant oh, i use the same thing you have it's like it's it's uh just deodorant Look at that hair stuck on it. Look at can you Ew. see that? Can you see that? Probably. I can. Is your it looks blonde. <laughs> Why is it so Look at light? That long armpit hair that's stuck on my deodorant. Do you have like weird different color pubes and armpit hair than your head? I don't know, you wanna look? <laughs> that's a fetish. Armpit hair? Yeah. Guys wanna like smell other guys' armpits. Can I tell you that I had a very long white hair growing out of my ear? Was it a corn silk thing? Like, you know how you get these, like, random hairs that seem to come out overnight? Or was it an actual, like, legit hair? It was legit hair, and it was very long. I mean, this is what happens. You get older, and the hair starts growing in your ear. Especially for men. Why is that? Is that a testosterone thing? (laughs) Is this going in the beginning of the show? The silence? (laughs) Yes. I was trying to do research. I was trying to do some quick research. Why do old people get so hairy? Uh, I think that's a it's a discussion for another time. Yeah, that's next week. Old man hair. Women get it. Women start, like I started growing little whiskers. I call them my wise whiskers on my chin that I have to find and pluck every once in a while. Ew, gross. You're going to miss one once and in the right light I'm going to see you. It's going to yeah. be very long. Will you be a good friend and tell me? Can I pull it? Yeah. Okay, yes. Okay. <laughs> if you allow me to pluck the hair. Sure. I think I would get into that. Some people like popping zits on other <laughs> people. I wouldn't do that. No, I can't do that. But uh, pulling the hair from your chin. My wise whiskers. Maybe I need to leave them in so that I'll gain wisdom. You know what I would do? I would sure. gently tug on it for a little bit so I could feel the tension. I could feel the connected hair <laughs> to your face. That way it's even more satisfying when it releases from the follicle Ew. and it comes out. That's, that's my fetish. Not just pulling hair. I need to feel the hair. I need to feel the connection what, to the person's body. That's what people body. do. Those people with um, trichotillomania, they like, to, they like the pop that when they pull out a hair out of their head. And then some people like eat the end of it. They like pop the like follicle like bulb thing at the end and so gross. People have problems. Okay. I don't don't like the pop. I just like the release. It releases from the the follicle. Ew. It's grossing. (laughs) We should do an ASMR video about it. Pull the hair. Feel it connected to the body. Oh, it doesn't want to let go. (laughs) There's such tension. It's like a J-O-I. Look how much came out. Ew. Why did you pull so much? (laughs) It's an accident. Maybe I'm going bald. Wow. If it's coming out that easily. Now what do I do with it? I don't want to throw it on the floor and contribute to more dust bunnies. You have to put it in the trash. Terrible Mm -hmm. name because it makes it sound cute and it's very disgusting. I think a, a little a little pet dust bunny would be a nice I know. I feel bad keep. throwing away my dust bunnies. Oh, I don't want to kill them. All right. Let's Three. do it. Two. Where are the, the beeps? Beep. 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 <laughs> oh, that was my heart monitor. Dead. Okay. Ready. Welcome to One Topic, where we try and stick to one topic. My name is Autumn Fisher. And my name is Greg Russ. And this week is Greg's train. He's driving the train. Choo-choo. <laughs> I always did want to be a, an engineer of a locomotive. I thought it'd be a cool job. Still to this day, I think about 
you know, being a motorman in the subway system in New York. Ooh, uh, doesn't it seem pretty boring? Like you would just be sitting up there. I would love it. I don't know what the best line is. I assume that you start in one of the lesser lines, like the shuttle that just goes back and forth between Grand Central and uh, Times Square. And then you work your way up to maybe the longest one that goes into, you know, maybe Coney Island where you're above ground some of the time. That would be but nice. But isn't it run by itself, basically, and you just kind of slow it down? or? Ah, some of them. This, this system is so outdated. It's not up to speed like the, the current oh, okay. uh, systems in better cities. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think there's still some driving that goes on. I, I don't know. I don't think it's a respectable job in some people's minds, but I would love it. You're helping people get to work. Yeah. And you're, if you got the long trip, maybe you just take four round trips every day, and that's your that's your shift. That's true. It's kind of like taking a road trip. Hey, I'm supposed to introduce the topic. <laughs> you're the one who threw us off track. I just It was just a little aside before the- Off track? Yeah, there you go. That wasn't that on meant- purpose? No, it wasn't. I, I, not that good at- <laughs> At punnery. Today's topic. Uh (laughs) Today's topic, as you've already revealed, road trips, which I didn't even go on a road trip. I just thought of you and your road trip and how I haven't been on a road trip in a while. It's been over a year. And that was more of a I need to get home immediately trip because my flight was canceled for no other reason than I don't want to be in Atlanta anymore. I have nowhere to be in New York. I just I got to leave. So I don't think it was it actually canceled your flight or did you just worry that it would be because of the hurricane? Well, I mean, I think it was the hurricane. No, there was a nor'easter that wasn't snowy. It was just windy. So mm. they canceled all the flights and we had done a live lounge. This was March of 2018. We'd okay. done, a, done a live lounge in the middle of the show. I think I found out my flight was canceled, which just ruined my mood. I, just, I didn't know where to go. It was a Friday. I just wanted yeah. to get, I just, I, well, I was out of town at that point for like a week and a half and I just wanted to get home. So right. I rented a car and drove straight through, but how long did it take you? Oh, I made great time. I think, uh, I left three in the afternoon and I was home by five in my bed by 5 AM. Wow. And we can get into some of the logistics okay. of that drive because, mm-hmm. uh, that was maybe not a speed record, but it was a good time. I was pretty proud of that. Yeah. How many hours is that? That's 15 hours. 15, okay. So, I, I, I don't know. It was just something I thought about you driving. The drive to your home to Atlanta was what? Um, so, with the kids, Ugh. we drove. Ugh. I know. It makes a big difference. It makes a huge... Oh, my God. I couldn't do it. I wouldn't be able to do it. <laughs> so, um, on the map, I think it's nine hours and 47 minutes. On the way down, it took us 11. And then on the way up, it took... 10 hours and 15 minutes, I think. Mm, I so the, the way up was faster. I think because we didn't hit as much traffic or road construction. And on the way back, I took a more scenic route. So we went around like closer to Roanoke because when you just go 95 to 85, which is what we, we did when we came down, it's, I think it's more direct, but it's not as pretty. You don't get to go through the mountains or anything. So, um, oh, but on the way back up, because we took that scenic route, we went through these f- really intense fog areas that was basically just clouds. We were just going through super dense clouds, and it was really scary, but it was just in the right time of the trip where it was a little, it was intense, so it was kind of exciting. So it really sort of broke up the trip, you know, because you just get bored just driving. And because it was kind of scary, it made it a little exciting. And, Were you, you know, driving at that point? I, I'm always driving. Wow. Your husband, Travis, doesn't drive. He does drive. And obviously he can drive. But he gets like hypnotized by the road with these long trips. And he gets really sleepy. And he also, I feel like, and maybe this is just a control thing, but I feel like he's not driving as efficiently you know, like I'll be, I would be, if, if I were driving, then I would be going faster. And if I were driving, I would have made sure to get past this group of cars because I can, I like plan ahead on the road where I want to be and what's happening so that I can, you know, avoid being behind so, or whatever. And so I'm probably just, it's probably just, um, you know, irrational control issue. But I feel like when I drive, 
we'll get there more quickly and we'll make better time and stuff like that. And so I like to drive and I can drive for longer. You're in a modern marriage. Remember when it used to be the women weren't allowed to drive? The husband, I do the driving. You stay in that passenger seat. Don't you dare even ask me if you can drive. I'm going to smoke my cigarettes with the windows up. (laughs) Well, there's a little bit of that left because a lot of times I'll drive and Travis will be in the passenger seat while the kids or something. And we came home the other day and there was a neighbor who's a dude who's a husband. And Travis was joking that he was going to get out of the car and say something like, you know, uh, like start limping or something. So it looked like the reason why he couldn't drive wasn't because he didn't want to, or because I'm in some sort of masculine role, but because he couldn't for some reason, you know, (laughs) he couldn't fulfill his masculine duty to drive the family. Grounds for divorce. How, how can a man who can't drive you places take care of you and protect you? Yeah, you're right. Gosh, you're right. Get out of there now. Maybe no, we it, should have a, a lawyer sponsor it, uh, so I can get a free divorce. In my notes for this show, I did put uh, Roanoke on there, 81, because you live yeah. in Maryland and you just drove to Atlanta for anyone who doesn't know what the hell's going on. Autumn took a trip to Atlanta. She drove, drove back. Uh, and I live in New York. And I've taken that trip to Atlanta many times driving. And 95 is just boring. And the traffic is yeah. awful. Like, there's there's the Northeast Corridor where you go through the cities. So, I mean, you can bypass Philadelphia. For us, but from New York, like, you kind of go past Philadelphia. And then you get Baltimore, Washington. And then there's just that stretch through for Virginia and North Carolina. Yeah, so there's boring. There's nothing. There's nothing going on. At one point, I was looking for a hotel driving to Atlanta. And... I think it drove an additional hour and a half until anything came up, an exit that had to hotels. And once you got there, they were all filled because it was the only place and the only hotel that was open was the America's Best Value Inn. And they gave me a room and there was empty beer cans scattered about. (gasps) No. Yeah, it was disgusting. I slept in my clothes on top of the cup. Well, I ripped off the the bed cover, but then it didn't get into the sheets. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't walk on the floor barefoot. It was that kind of place. I don't know. Yikes. That was just, that's just an aside. That's a good place to speed. I think there's a lot of speed tracks, traps on that stretch, but I forget, like, every so often between the two sides of 95 where it's split, uh, you know, northbound and southbound, there's uh, trees, and then there are cut-throughs, and that's where the cops like to hide. Right, right, So you right. just you just fly. You're like, I'm going to go 90 miles per hour until you see one of those cut-throughs coming up, and then you slow it down, then you well, speed don't- up. Don't you feel like when you're on a road trip that you should be allowed to be going faster than the normal speed limit? Yeah, I think a lot of these speed limits, I know that they're there for the protection and safety of people. I do believe that. I also think they're set intentionally low with the idea that people are going to speed and also their money making. Sure. Uh, Endeavors. That, That does play into it. That's ridiculous. That whole, I mean, that's a whole nother thing, but I mean, bring back the policeman's ball, you know, so that we don't have to, so it, it isn't the job of the police department to make money for, I don't know, their, their station or whatever. It's just, why, why can't we just donate the money or just run efficiently on what they're paid through taxes? Well, yes, I agree with you. And I know that they need alternate it, it does pose problems. Let's just right. leave it at that. When the, the police officer's job and they say there are no quotas, though there are quotas, we know that there are quotas involved. Mm-hmm. They're not bringing in enough money and they can get in some kind of trouble. Yeah, that changes the whole nature and description right. of the job. I think To protect and serve. I think it, with, with driving, especially like you said, in rural desolate areas where it's relatively straight stretches of road and if there's low traffic, there should be just some discretion involved, yeah. uh, seemingly, with the police officer. If it's you and a couple other cars on the road and you're not weaving, you're just mm-hmm. in the left lane and you're going 90 miles per hour. But it's relatively safe. The conditions uh, call for such speeds and you're not being an idiot. I don't. Yeah, I don't see why you can get a lot of trouble for that. I feel like if you have I, I wish um, and I think this for a lot of things like um, if there could be some sort of special light that you have on cars that says you are traveling. And maybe if, a, I don't know, if a cop sees you all the time and you're always the same person pretending that you're traveling, then you'd get pulled over and you get a ticket or something. <laughs> yeah, I think that would be abused. <laughs> People yeah. would turn that light on quite I don't often. Know how, I don't know how you'd enforce it, but I just feel like there are, 
people who are on a road trip who are traveling these long distances, they've got hours behind them and hours ahead of them still to go. They should be able to speed safely speed. Yeah, but that light actually, I know what you're saying. That light should be like, hey, leave that person alone. They're just on a trip. Mm-hmm. No, that would call attention to you and probably get you a ticket because I think the cops like out of state uh, cars yeah. uh, registrations because they know the people aren't from around there and they're not going to fight it. They'll just end up paying the fine. Oh, you're not, not going to, you know, if you're driving, if I'm driving from <laughs> New York to Atlanta and I get pulled over in Virginia, I'm not making a trip to Virginia to fight the ticket. It's like, <laughs> I, that's not happening. Yeah. So right. it's like, here you go. Here's your fine. Leave me alone. So okay. I think that would backfire. But that's, All right. Well, that, so you, well I was going to say that, that trip through Roanoke is very pretty. If you, if you detour to 81 and you go that route, I enjoy it. That's what we did. We went on 81. We were like business 85 and then 81 or something. You know, I dated someone once who uh, didn't want to take that route because she thought there weren't enough hospitals around in case something bad happened. She wanted to stay on 95. Hospitals? Yeah, it was ridiculous. It was, I, we got in a fight over it. But doesn't that sound something that, like something that you could sort of justify, but not, not with this example, but in some other realm? What realm? I don't know. I just feel like you would at least understand that type of thinking. I mean, I guess I could. No, I can't understand that type of thinking. Okay. Sure. I Okay. Let's say something did happen and it took a while. Then I could understand that type of thinking. <laughs> I guess going in, it's like, no, nothing's going to happen. So, you know, yeah. some flawed thinking probably on my part too. But I wanted to take that because I thought it'd be a nicer drive and we could enjoy that together. Definitely. I was like, no, no, there's not enough hospitals on that route. I've mapped them. I was like, you've mapped the hospitals? <laughs> You're so insanely worried that something awful is going to happen, which, yes, it could happen. Okay. Tell me who it was. I don't want to tell you who it was. Come on. No. You Jan. Can, you can probably guess. Marsha. It was, it was someone who, this isn't what the show is about. It's not about okay. my exes at <laughs> no, this point. It's not point. about gossip. No, but that became a, a point of contention that we ended up taking 95 and sitting in traffic. All that trap. They're always doing. It's perpetual construction. When you're right about something like that and you're stuck in it, it really just burns even more. Because if it was, I mean, even if you'd gotten in an accident on 95, that would hurt less, I think, to your ego than sitting in traffic and it being boring and it being the other way that you didn't want to go. Oh, right? I, point, like I, even, I pointed it out. I, I'm yeah. past that. I think I've grown past that kind of thing because that's just stirring shit for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, all right, now I'm going to rub it in your face. But at the time, yeah, I, 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 I surely brought it up. And I think it was like, don't do this. Don't just shut up. And I kept pushing it. Yeah. Were you being playful or were you being like? No, I was annoyed um, because I annoyed. hate that drive. Yeah. I, I get so tired of that drive. There is just perpetual construction and traffic. Yes. One lane closed. Yeah. Which, um, which you know, I uh, people don't listen to the show just on the east coast most people do most people in georgia surprisingly the numbers in new york are higher than i would think but uh you know just imagine roanoke beautiful drive wherever you live and think hills, about beautiful rolling tumbling green hills yeah and then think about the most uh congested route you could take and mm-hmm. uh, that's what 95 would be so do you like road trips in general i was thinking about it going into the show because they're romanticized right yes there's this, especially in American car culture, and taking the cross-country trip, with I, which I've never done. I've never taken a trip for the sake of the road trip. There's always a destination getting somewhere. And in saying that, no, I don't think I really enjoy the road trip. I think I find it to be relatively boring. Uh, but you do love... Uh, I, see, I, I would have thought that you would have said yes, that you do like them. And that ties into you liking to take the train. Um, from New York to Atlanta. Well, that's different. Example. The train, you can move around. You're not driving the train. You've got some freedom to get up, go to get some food. And if you if you do the sleeper car, which I do recommend. I mean, Amtrak is trash for the most part, but taking a sleeper car is nice. You get your meals included with that. Yeah. So you go to the cafe car and you just sit down and you tell them which sleeper you're in. And like, all right, here you go. Here's is your it food. less expensive than flying or is it? No, more? it's more expensive. Even if <laughs> even if you don't get the sleeper, I've, the cheapest I ever found that uh, this is a rail trip. It's close enough to a road trip. Uh, three hundred twelve dollars 
was the cheapest I found. Total? Uh, one way for the for the sleeper car, and I paid that because it was an experience. I was like, this is something I've never done, and I want to do it. Yeah. So it's gonna be, it's it. I can, and that's the low price. Usually they're five hundred bucks, and then normal tickets. If you just want to sit and coach on the train for seventeen hours from New York to Atlanta, that's uh, like a hundred and forty four is the cheapest I saw. Which you can surely find plane tickets for that price. Yeah, and you're there in an hour and a half. Yeah, and people wonder why Amtrak's failing. It's well, it's failing because. They, I mean, they can't, they can't afford it without making the tickets cost a lot of money, right? Yeah, I mean, they get a lot of government subsidies, but it's mm. just not enough. I, w- I wish they would invest more in rail travel, but it is a big country here. It's, it is uh, different than European countries where it makes more sense, I think, to put rails across your country because it's just right. easier to do. Um, well, it takes three hours to get uh, across England, right? Is, is, or, or four hours to get across the entire country versus. I well, don't know, you were there. From, you had a road trip in England, right? We had a, a rail trip in England. Oh, yeah. Israel, you didn't drive. Mm-mm. Uh, we can make this rail trip too. Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's included. So, well, before we go on to the rail trips, I think I I like the i I like I like road trips for a couple different reasons. Um. But I also don't like road trips for a couple of different reasons. Like I like afterwards sort of the pride that you get from making good time. I love the I, it feels like a very old man thing. Like we're making great time. I love the time. This is why when you said the kids yeah. being with you, I was like, oh, no, if I'm with a person, like, I need to pee. Nothing annoys me more than that on a road <laughs> trip. I'm like, no, no, you're going to kill the time. This is such a wonderful time. I know. So with kids, I we add an hour to the trip. Whatever the map says, you have to add an hour because you stop for weird reasons. Like, uh, you know, we just stopped and you said you didn't have to pee and now you do have to pee and we have to stop again or just, you know, getting them out of the car and stretching their legs and stuff. You got to get them out. So add an hour to the trip. And so when when I feel like I'm making good time, it's really just... Okay, so let's say it says we're going to get there by 7.15. And then we stop a couple times. And once we get back in the car, it says, okay, now your trip is, you know, it it says your your ETA is 7.34, right? I'm excited when I'm driving when I make up those minutes. So that the next time we stop, it says 7.21. Which means you're speeding. You're putting your children at risk. There's children in the car. You're speeding. No, I'm good. I'm a good driver. Like, even though I've had a lot of accidents. <laughs> <laughs> those were in the past. I've learned yeah. from those accidents. No, I'm a pretty good driver. Even truckers, like, they know I, I let the truckers in and like then they get man. over. Do you I'm know what the truckers do? When, the way that they say thank you? How? What? They hit their um, emergency lights, their blinkers. They just hit those for a couple beats. So it's like double blink, double blink, double blink. And then they turn them off. So so when you do something nice for the truckers, they do that little blink at you. And so when I uh, want to thank a trucker, I do the double blink. And this is what my imagine. This maybe goes back to the previous episode where I imagine that I am, you know, very seen by everyone. And so I feel like the truckers talk to each other and say like, yeah, that key is coming. Like she's a good like let her in. <laughs> Don't block her. You know, how, like truckers sometimes block people in. Like yes. they refuse to move back over, even though they have room in front of the truck behind or whatever. I feel like I never, ever get that. And I think it's because I'm a courteous driver to truckers. And all the trucks on the road know you, so they won't <laughs> box you in. I think sometimes they don't get back over is because they see ahead and it's, you know, getting those things up to speed and the number of gears. They just look ahead and like, all right, I want to pass that truck before I get back over to the right. But, mm-hmm. you know, this ties into our last show and you thinking that you're in your own show constantly. Right. Where the tr- <laughs> Listen, it's half of me believes that that's obviously that's not true. Wouldn't it but be the something? The other half makes me feel good, like maybe it is true, and so I like to live in that, and it's not harming anyone, and I don't, I don't walk around thinking like truckers really know who I am, but I just imagine it, and it feels nice. <laughs> Wouldn't it be something if you were right, and it's all simulation, and you're the star of it? It's not even like the Truman Show; it's just a yeah, simulation yeah. that someone's running on their computer, and they're the only one watching it. Maybe they don't even always watch it. They just come hmm. back sometimes to check in. And that's when I notice. For some reason, I'm, I'm on the wavelength of when they check in. Yeah, when the screen turns on. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sure the truckers appreciate it. Driving those things is no easy task. No, and people are grouchy with truckers. 
Well, a trucker puts on his turn signal and you floor it. You're like, no way. You're not getting. I don't do that. I flash my lights. I'm like, come on over. (laughs) You're not getting in front of me. I mean, unless I'm in the way, you know, and then I zoom out of the way. You know, I let them in. I let them in when we, we, when we merge. I'm courteous when I merge. I do. I blink the lights at them to say thank you for letting me in front of you. I mean, that is the proper way to drive. If you're just somewhat courteous. If everyone followed those same rules with merging, especially. Fucking zipper, everybody. Fuck, it's a zipper. They don't when do mer- it. I know. No one wants to zip. No, you're not. No, no. Down south in Atlanta, that is the worst. Yes. Here in New York, the traffic's bad, and I don't drive that often. Um, but the merging here, people do zipper. It's like it's just understood, and nobody gets angry about it. When yeah. You make the traffic worse. When you're flooring it and tailgating the car in front of you so the car merging can't get in front of you, it just yeah. slows everything up. I get it if you've let someone in just now and you're not gonna, you don't want to let a second person in front of you. Yeah, because then, then they're breaking the rule. Yes. Zipper. So, Everyone listening, fucking zipper. And especially with trucks, though. <laughs> if you just, if you, if with them, I know they're slow and they get in front of you and that can be annoying, but, yeah, yeah. you know, because those things are big lumbering vehicles. Uh, I think if you if you're keeping them from riding the brakes and slowing down and going back to first gear from fifteenth gear, <laughs> you know, it's probably a helpful thing. Uh, you ever stop at truck stops when you're driving? Yes, yes. They're so weird. They are so weird. But There's like showers. That's the one thing I do like with road. Tra- it's weird because I don't have a car. I haven't had a car now for eleven years, mm-hmm. and I do enjoy driving because it's a rare thing for me now. But on the long road trip, I still am not a big fan. I get bored, but when I do have to stop, I make sure it's worth stopping. And that's, it's definitely a truck Yeah, you stop, stop at a Loves. <laughs> those, those Loves. Yeah. You can get everything you need there. A whole new wardrobe, a crystal skull. Yeah, panini press for your car. <laughs> you ever shower at one of those? No. I guess uh, for you as a woman, it would be strange. I haven't either. I've okay. thought about it. I've thought about it. Because I, I don't know. I don't know the way it works. It's not open stalls, right? I would imagine it being like a gym, it's you know, a, not, not, not from like the eighties where everyone's just naked in front of each other, but like stalls with a curtain and yeah. So there's a locker room of sorts. Yeah. A locker room where some of the truckers are modest and they don't, you know, want to show their wangs and the other, <laughs> the other ones walk Gosh, around. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it is like a door. Maybe it's, maybe it's more like a, just like a big bathroom where there's a, shower in there even i don't the, know even though comment that i just used the word wang <laughs> just, <laughs> just i just immediately pictured naked truckers and just as you been... couldn't even see their wang because their panis hung over the front of themselves <laughs> and just hasn't been used in my world wang. in a while wang wang computers what an unfortunate name that they had yeah but or, the the fat dink <laughs> have you ever heard of dink <laughs> that's a canadian word dink for penis uh, what if, what's the f- the fat flap that covers the wang? Panis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's too much of that beef jerky. Mm-hmm. The They're just tr- feeling their ass grow as they drive. That was from The Simpsons. You just sit back and feel your ass grow. That's what I always think when truckers are truckers. I think, man, how do you not just get your ass big? I always, I always, um, I wish I could. I, I have. I wish I have seen. Like the the beds of the truck, or what are those little compartments in the truck? The cabs where they sleep. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Sleeper. Because some people trick them out. Oh yeah, they can become incredible. Yeah, I want to see more of that. I, some, see, I wish there was more information about what that looked like. Some of those are uh, bigger than New York City apartments. They have refrigerators. They've got the sleeping area. They got their whole entertainment system set up. Yeah. That's the part I like. And then they pull into the truck stops and they can attach to air conditioning units so they don't need to <gasps> idle their truck. Oh, really? The really fancy ones. Yeah, oh. you just kind of attach. I don't know whatever the fee is to spend the night there. Right. And then you got the hardcore guys who just sleep on the side of the road. They'll pull their truck over. Yeah. And they or sleep. they'll find a Walmart. <laughs> There's big. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> just, just that a Walmart's a beacon for sleep for some people. I've never thought of a Walmart that way. Yeah, you're allowed because you're allowed to use their parking lots. Well, they're huge. Yeah, that's where um, like RV people go to sleep. I uh, so something Travis pointed out about RVs is that they all after a certain year that they were made, they're 
all made with swoops and swooshes on the side. As Every de- RV has these like swoopy swooshes going across. You're talking about decals. That I don't is kind of decals. It's kind of painted on the side. Yeah, yeah. It's just like the design of the RV. They all have that. I don't know what that is, but they're all swoops and swooshes. It's an aesthetic uh, illusion because they're big boxy vehicles. So yeah, we'll, yeah, yeah. We'll put a swoosh on there and it'll make a little aerodynamic. Yeah. Look at it go. It's flying. Yeah, it's kind um, of more appealing to the eye, like a curvy lady instead of a boxy man. Oh, that's a good point. Okay, so I, I would I like road trips for all those reasons. I like stopping at the gas stations. I like to get um, out of state scratcher tickets. It's one of my favorite things to do. I, I feel like calories don't count when you're on a road trip. Somehow they should count um, more, but they don't. They should. I mean, but you're, you're, I really, you feel like, well, I have to snack. <laughs> yeah, you're covering a lot of ground here. I don't want to talk about that for a second because you are sitting in a car and you're not really expending yeah. any calories. But you're so snacky. Do you get meals? Do you stop for meals or you just eat the the stuff you get at the gas station? No. Um, well, last yesterday when we were traveling, we ate a little bit of a breakfast before we left. And then we had a ton of snacks and really just ate at like 6 p.m. Um, because we had so many snacks and stuff in the car. But once we ate dinner, I felt so much better. I was we were on the, you know, almost 11th hour of our trip we didn't make it to 11 hours thank goodness but we were deep into the trip and i was like i feel like if we had to keep going i could do it i think i could do it i wouldn't want to want to i'm happy that we're 30 minutes away from the house but i think i could do it um and yeah so i think the the actual food really helped and um yeah i i like those ideas about road trips but then the the actual sitting in your car and like kind of being uncomfortable and you kind of on your butt, you know, and you like switch sides of your butt. So like the other side is taking more of the weight than the other and the shifting around and your, your legs are tired. And like I like to sit, I like to drive sometimes with my knee up, you know, with my left knee up and obviously my right foot on the brake and the gas. But then once you've been driving for so long, you put it on cruise control and you put your other leg up and you're not going to be able to hit the pedals as easily with your left foot because you're not trained to do that. So I always think this is dangerous. It is a bit dangerous with cruise yeah. control too. You you set it and then you get the asshole who's in the left lane driving much oh, slower than yeah. they should be. And I hate braking with cruise control because it turns it off. And I know you can yeah. just, you can just turn it back on with the press of button and it'll go back to the speed. Yeah, but they set. broke your cruise. I yeah. get it. So sometimes though, and this is even more work, but I refuse to hit the uh, the brake so I press the cruise control down speed button a lot oh, of times. Oh, I don't like that. It's too jerky. It is jerky, but yeah. it really annoys me that they're in, I don't want to touch the pedals because there's a game I play, How Long Can I Drive? you got to distract yourself on these yes, things. Yes, you do. You know yes. that, Autumn. Yeah, that person who just gets in the left lane, though, which is another thing that you realize in this country. I, I went to, to Germany <laughs> yeah, once. Yeah, yeah. And the rules there, the, everyone's like, the Autobahn, no speed limits. There's speed limits in urban areas, but you get to the stretches uh, where it is safe, like we were talking about earlier, there are no speed limits. But what they will pull you over for, if you're in the left lane, it's only for passing. If you mm-hmm. get in that lane and you block traffic, or if you're even in the middle lane and you're going slower than the right lane, you get fined. You can get pulled over. And they're actually very high, these fines. But the, it works so well. And they're tr- isn't it that they have to renew their license and they have to retake tests and things more often oh, or I, at all? <laughs> I don't know that. I mean, that would that's not a bad thing. Yeah. It's ridiculous how easy it is to get a driver's license and here. Yeah. And I, I, you know, you tell me as a 16 year old, you're not getting your license. I'd throw a fit, but I do realize now, wow, you're young. You're a, you're a stupid kid at 16. (laughs) I think, um, yeah, I wish that more people knew that. I mean, everyone says, yeah, the left lanes for passing, but some people just like camp out there and just go whatever speed and then are annoyed by you trying to you know well i'm going the speed limit no that's not the point the point is that you need to be in the right lane and people yeah people just hang out in that left lane going too slow and then don't and then are maybe i don't know making some sort of stand by staying in the left lane because i'm going to the speed limit i don't have to get over no get over i'm going faster than you there's some ticket just make my let me part the sea so that i can get a ticket if that's the way you want to think about it i'm going faster than you get over I think there's ego involved with that. 
Sometimes they're just old people and they're not paying attention, maybe. Yes. But I do think a lot of the times it's a big fuck you to people. It's like, oh, you want to go fast in this lane and you're going to come up on my ass? I'm just going to continue and I'm not going to get out of your way. And I'm going to slow down. It's like you're not giving anything up. You're not losing. You shouldn't be losing pride if a person (laughs) passes you. But I do feel like some people, it's like admitting defeat if they get back over to Mm -hmm. the right lane. So the idiot who may be speeding much faster than they should be driving wants to get past you. But whatever. Why does that concern you? That's their thing. I guess it's a submission, right? Yeah. And there's... What is it? That's what it is. But why Why does this weigh so heavily on people's minds? It just goes back to, you know, not just following basic rules of driving. Mm-hmm. It's like, ah, oh, no, no, and I can't let you get in front of me. Or if you're trying to get over into another lane and the car sees you put on your turn signal, it's as I said with the, the, the semi-trucks. Yeah, you'll, they'll speed up. Yeah. That's why a lot of times you want to get over. It's like, all right, I'm not going to turn on my turn signal because I know what's going to happen. You're going to speed up and close that gap. So I'm just going to last second turn signal over. Because <laughs> it just feeds into this animalistic crap with a lot of people. And the road rage that it can. You got to be careful too. People's road rage. Yeah. Um, I uh, I don't have a lot of road rage. I do get annoyed. It's, even though I just was yelling. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Um. I don't get road rage. I do get annoyed by people not knowing how to drive and not in the way that like I know how to drive and I'm the best driver, but just simple rules like what we're saying. Left lanes for passing. Right lane is where you're supposed to just sort of live until you need to move around someone and then go in the left lane. Um, do you yell? If that's say the kids weren't in the car. Yeah, I know, I've yelled I, with the kids in the car. Okay. Yeah. What are you yelling? What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> it's just such a unique environment yeah i, I you're I, enclosed and you're and I, I think i've heard about this too where um in life when you're walking towards someone and let's say you do that weird little dance where you're like trying to get out of each other's way but then you step in the same direction and you, <laughs> you can't avoid each other oh sorry and even if it's even more slight than that you make tiny little eye contacts with people just to sort of let them know that you see them and that you're sorry and you're moving there's there's way more to face-to-face interactions than we think are happening um and that's especially evident when you're in the car because you're totally surrounded by glass and metal and you can you know yell at a uh uh pedestrian walking by you that you would never talk like that if you were just in person accidentally getting in someone's way you know or um yelling at another car who's also enclosed in their car and they're yelling at you people don't do that in real life and and when they accidentally you know slight the other in person it's like oh sorry yeah oh sorry you know what i mean it's (laughs) not as much it does happen i see it on the subway here but not not nearly as much what you're saying is definitely true it does it's kind of like the internet in a way yes, you're not as yes. faceless but you are surrounded and enclosed in this little capsule mm-hmm. so it does make you feel a bit protected yeah and the, the screen i my big thing my go-to is are you what did say so you just yell fuck you about it's like are you fucking kidding me i think that's my phrase <laughs> that i like throwing out there almost immediately and like it comes back again i don't drive that often and then i do and yeah. I, and you're enclosed but i swear there's been times People, some with their window down or something, yeah. they, they've heard me. Like it, those are not soundproof capsules. And someone, <laughs> not the person I was yelling at, but like someone else. And I saw oh, them okay. looking at me. Yeah. Yeah. It, it Do you can, flip people off when you're driving? Uh, I did once. Um, and this isn't, this is just driving now. It's not necessarily a road trip, but it was uh, after Katrina hit. And remember the gas scare that was going on in yeah. Atlanta? And everyone was lining up to get gas and that was creating such awful traffic Northside drive i was on Northside drive i was trying to get to deering because mm-hmm. i lived on peachtree at the time 1660 peachtree and the car there's a car that i don't think the car would let me in and there was this there was that the, this battle going on and i finally got in front of the car because all the traffic so everyone was annoyed i bring up that because half the road was blocked the gas station there people were trying to get in we weren't trying to get gas but uh the car wouldn't let me in and then i got in and i flipped the car off turns out the person lived in my building they followed me all the way like i thought maybe he's like are they following me now yeah uh but there was a gate there and the gate closed 
you know, I made sure that I waited so the gate would right. close just in case, and then they drove into. So I, I didn't see them. I think they barked on a different level. <laughs> so that was uh, that's a lesson. I was like, yeah, you never know who you're flipping off. And if yeah. that was, if that was someone who, like, you know, oh, that's my neighbor. Oh hi, sorry. I'm just very. It's just a level of frustration, and you know, we're all in that together, though. I wish that was the approach more often. It's like, look, we're all in this crap together. Yeah, yeah. Like, that didn't really count. We were in a high-stress situation. Yeah. Do you? Um, yeah. No, I don't. And it all stopped on this day when I was driving in Lawrenceville, and I was on Five Forks Trickham. Was it Five Forks Trickham? Yes. Sugarloaf. I was on Sugarloaf Parkway. Oh, yeah. That's and what I meant, Sugarloaf. Everybody pay attention. It's Sugarloaf. <laughs> And there's a part of Sugarloaf that's real windy. And so it's like a racetrack. And I was driving there and this person cut me off or something. And I flipped them off. And I I didn't really even, it was more like I was dipping my toe into like, am I the kind of driver who will flip someone off? I'm going to flip this person off, you know. And so I flipped them off. And then, um, oh, no. Okay, so I drove up beside them and made sure that it, that they could see me. And it was a girl. And I flipped her off. And she looked like, oh, surprised at me. And she's like, fuck you. You know, like she flipped me back off. And then we're driving together on the windy road. And I start to reconsider what I did. And I felt bad. And so I went back up next to her. And I <laughs> I waved to her. I was like, I'm sorry. And she waved to me, too. She's like, oh, I'm sorry, too. <laughs> we went along our way. I mean, that's ultimately what it is. It's a moment <laughs> of just being so frustrated and yeah. you act out again for the reasons you stated, you know, in real life. Well, that is real life. But, you know, if you were just face no, no, to face yeah. with in the person, person, you probably wouldn't do it. And again, some people would. But yeah, and then you immediately feel like an idiot, like an asshole. Yeah, I didn't need to. And then oh, I just I I really hope that she tells this story the same way I do. And she remembers me because I will never forget that little interaction it was like the sweetest thing and i felt like i'm not you know connected to being like i'm a woman and other women i'm never i never think in those terms but in that instance i always think like yay girls are nice <laughs> you know like i don't think i could do that to a guy no, i feel like it wouldn't, wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have i don't know the same sort of feeling afterwards you wouldn't apologize no i think i would have but I understand what you're saying, but I, I yeah, she I was just so sweet. Like, oh, I'm sorry too. You know, she real she maybe she was feeling the same way I was. Like, man, that was weird. Do you think she tells the same story? Except because you initiated both, you flipped off first, then you apologized. Do you think yeah. she's just taken the, the the story but changed it a bit, saying that she apologized first? <laughs> you know, um, I don't think she would do that. I know her, such and a, she wouldn't do that. Such to a me. nice, nice lady. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, back to this. That road trip part of it. Yes. I don't know. What's the longest you've driven? I drove from Atlanta to a key. It was Isla Mirada, um, one of the keys in Florida. I think that was the farthest. Let's look it up and see how far that is. It was really long, and I drove through the night. We left in the evening, and I drove through the night, and... I had gone a little crazy, you know, as you do. And uh, my boyfriend was like sleeping. And because again, I was driving. <laughs> uh, and we made it through a ton of Florida. Oh, and then we started getting into like the marshy parts of, of Florida. And I thought that was, I. it was the sun was coming up and it was, the, the landscape was so different. And I just felt like, and, and, and uh, sorry, and my boyfriend was sleeping. I don't know. There was something about that where and my second wind was kicking in. It all just felt so good. I felt so proud. And I felt like maybe how people feel when they're traveling abroad and they have some sort of experience in India or something. <laughs> I just had that little, like this clarity and this really, it just felt really good. Like I, I was an explorer or something. Well, yeah, it's, it's territory you haven't been to before, yeah. right? And I got us there, you know? And driving in the night, honestly, is I do enjoy that. When I say don't, even driving back to New York a year ago where I just drove straight through, mm -hmm. when it was daytime, I couldn't stand it. But when it became night, I really, I enjoy it a bit more. And on longer road trips, I used to um, look for coast to coast. I would scan the radio stations and find coast uh -huh. to coast. Then you get out of the area, the transmitting area of a radio station, you have to find it again. But that was a, that was a thing I really enjoyed doing, driving through the middle of the night, listening to coast to coast with 
uh, Art Bell was still hosting it at that point, listening to the stories about like chupacabras and shadow people, (laughs) ghosts (laughs) and orbs. Yeah, yeah, those orbs that people take in pictures. Oh yeah, those are the best. It's just yeah. it's like a speck of dust that was illuminated by the flash on the camera. Nope, nope. it's a spirit. <laughs> Look at this orb. I got a good picture of an orb here. So going to Almorada, I think was not that long, actually. It felt longer, I think, because I drove through the night and it was so weird to drive that far. Um, like driving driving to Miami is super long and then driving past Miami felt even crazier. So then, But then Atlanta to Wisconsin, which we have done is like thir- uh, 12 and a half hours. You've never gone uh, farther west than Wisconsin? Mm. Never done the cross country? No, I've never I've never driven. I think that Wisconsin is like the farthest I've driven besides, I mean, west. And then I guess my parents, I, I've been on road trips that have been long, but I was a kid. But yeah, so I think I think the the farthest that I personally have gone on a road trip is like probably thirteen hours. Oh, and then when you drive to Wisconsin, the time changes, and so on your thing it says like you'll be there at five p.m., but then it hits five p.m. on your clock, and then it says four p.m. on your phone. You're like, fuck! <laughs> I thought I was almost there, and you got a whole another hour to go. Yeah, they got you with that one. Yeah, I, I think the cross country road trip obviously has had a lot of appeal for people, and I can see that at that point the trip is the point yeah maybe it's different because because cross country immediately i think blah no that seems too long but then maybe if it's because maybe maybe because you're you're not trying to get to a specific place as soon as you can so that you can start there you've already started you're in the car so maybe taking the scenic route is nicer and you're not yeah there's not trying as hard and maybe not trying to make time yeah. Um, and it is you can about, stop if you want. Hey, there's an antique place because we're going the scenic way. You want to stop there? Okay. That's what I think. That's what it is. The journey. And if, if you're going to take a road trip, and if you've got the time to actually enjoy the trip, a lot of people stop and they eat the same chain restaurant, a like Cracker Barrel, for example. <laughs> yeah, it's a big one. The Roy Rogers. You ever seen? You ever go to the Roy Rogers? I haven't, but there there are Roy Rogers here. What a weird thing, by the way. Yeah. Roy, a, a roast beef place named after Roy Rogers, the musician, which, <laughs> which I, I actually the backstory for some reason it used to be called like Robies, but Arby's sued them because it sounded too close to Arby's, and so they oh. so just roast beef Robies. Let's just yeah, that's good roast beef Robies. Do you know Arby's is an acronym for America's roast beef? Yes, or something. America's best roast beef. Yes, <laughs> I did. I did not know that. Um, something like that. But yeah, then then Roy Rogers. They, they, you know, well, they called Roy Rogers after they were sued. And like, hey, you want to attach your name to this? And apparently, like, he was already looking to attach his name to a restaurant, and he said oh. yes, and he did appearances. Wow. So there was a licensing fee, but he also did appearances. I've never, yeah, I don't know what a Roy Rogers is. I think it's it's mostly what Northeast Mid Atlantic. Maybe it goes. Uh, I don't know how west it goes, but uh, yeah, that, that's part of the thing. But the point is, if you know, you stop, you go into a town, you eat somewhere there at a yeah. restaurant, a locally owned restaurant. You kind of look around the town. That I could enjoy. I could get into because that's you know you're exploring, you're experiencing new things. There's not yeah. a destination in mind that you want to get to as quick as possible. Right. So surely, yes, I think there are road trips. Yeah, so the drive becomes some sort of, some sort of like just the extra part of traveling that's not part of the trip. I mean, that, or that is, yeah, or it is the trip. It's like a job, it a is. job that you have to do before you get to go have fun. Oh, you're talking about when you're there. trying to get somewhere, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is a totally different, you know, meaning attached to it. Yeah. Which is, it is interesting. Let's say that driverless cars do come in to mm-hmm. play. All this then it'll be you'll be, that'll be the dream. That'll be like taking a train. Yeah, cheaper. I guess so. But all of this goes away. So here I am talking about how I don't like the trips, but you know we do romanticize the long road trip. And if you're doing it for the sake of the trip, actually driving the car, you know you look at your car when you're filling up for gas, and it's like your trusty <laughs> horse, and you're like you're doing a good job, boy. You're doing a good job. <laughs> And it's like that's feeding it. Like sometimes I think about that. It's like, yeah, <laughs> this were a horse, would be a, we'd be stopping. I'd be giving it some carrots right now, yep, some hay, some oats. Yeah, 
<laughs> but it's like, all right, going to feed you now. You're going to brush it. Yeah. And that's like, like you cleaning the windshield. Exactly. <laughs> and so there's a weird connection that you have with your car because it's the car that's getting you places. Uh, you know, it's not quite the same as bonding with the horse because I think the horse could have some appreciation for you at that point. Right. Like the car doesn't give a shit, but you know, that, that could all go away if we have these driverless cars. And that is kind of a shame. Do you have a particular snack that you like to have on a road trip? No, but... Like, I have to have pizza-flavored combos. Oh, you know what? I do... I, this is the only time I buy zero bars. Oh, interesting. When I travel. Not necessarily even driving, but I don't buy... What's z- in a zero bar? I see I see it, but I don't think I've ever gotten it's one. It's like the white chocolate with a nougat. But the, Ew. the nougat's a different color <laughs> than a nougat and a, a chocolate bar. It's like they want some browns and they make the nougat darker. I, Ew. No, they're White very chocolate. They're very good. They're very good. All right. You know, you got to give it a go. I I think the driving though is when I um try the weird things. Like I like Pringles, mm-hmm. but then you see Pringles Ranch. It's like I would never buy that, but for some <laughs> reason, some reason in the car, it's like yes, this is the time to try. I'm adventurous right now. Give me the yeah. Pringles Ranch. I like to get um beef jerky, not like Slim Jim, but like. Actual ahead beef. of time yeah when you when you go to the store and you get real beef jerky i'm okay i'm talking about like target you know that matte red and beige bag of beef jerky <laughs> <laughs> i'm not trying to say like i get all organic bison from the organic store and then your jaw gets tired because you eat so much of it and it's so difficult to chew but Is then that- it takes up a lot of time and you're not just eating so i feel like snacking on a trip really helps break up the monotony of that you're just driving because now you're driving but you're also like working on something (laughs) like that beef jerky and also i like to find like the softer pieces so i'll make sure that if i have the hard piece i don't put it back in the bag i like have to eat the hard piece so that i can get to this it's like a reward there's a lot of little games i like popcorn on the road oh no it's too messy autumn that will fall over the place but i like it so if you drop a piece of popcorn while driving, that doesn't drive you insane? Nah. Because if I it, if it were me, I'd have to pick it up. I wouldn't want it stuck between the seat, which then creates Oh, danger. and then you accidentally accelerate because you're leaning down to find the popcorn, and then you've, you're you too close to the car in front of you, and then you have to brake suddenly, and you've broken your, your uh, what's it called? Your your cruise control? <laughs> yeah, see? This is a whole, it, it triggers a whole chain of events. Okay. But for you, that's fine. You like the popcorn. Yeah, I'm not going to judge too much. I still think it's insane because it's a it's a unwieldy snack. I don't take big handfuls like people do. <laughs> I take one piece at a time. Okay, the, that's the proper way, especially yes, while driving. I'm very established popcorn eater. Dignified. Yes, I've, I've got dignified royal way of eating popcorn. You don't. Take it by the fistful. You take it kernel by kernel. But what about the the cheesy popcorn? Do you ever get that? And then it leaves <gasps> the cheese the, residue. The black bag, the smart food, whatever. Yeah, but oh, I want to know what the one. what the uh, royalty does with the cheesy powder. Well, you scrape it off with your teeth, don't you? <laughs> Is that what you do? You scrape or it. Or you off? roll if it's a warm day and it's not raining. You roll down your window and you roll it into little balls off your fingers. People think you've got to booger. You wipe it on the royal robe, and then you have a dinner party, and it's just covered in cheese dust. Yeah, but you're royalty, so no one's going to say anything. No one would say, dare say no, a thing. They didn't dare. If anything, it would trigger off mimicry, and then everybody in the town, all the peasants, would have cheese dust covering them because the, <laughs> because the queen. Did. They would take like white chalk and <laughs> smear it on their clothes. Yeah, because they couldn't <laughs> afford the cheese dust. I've set the trend. <laughs> <laughs> You can't afford the cheese dust. They use the chalk. No, they can't afford the smart food. But then as time goes on, as time goes on and the revolution happens and this cheese dust is affordable for all people of all classes. My reign is over. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the beef jerky, I I, I do. I think it's the only time I eat beef jerky just Mm -hmm. to just to build on what you were saying. I don't usually buy it mostly because. Uh, I like it, and then I see the price. I'm like, no, outrageous. Yeah, it is expensive. But then the rules change on the road. Oh, yeah. Gambling with the scratch-offs. Do you like a scratch-off? Mm, I, you know, I worked for a radio station that gave away scratch-offs here in New York, and I was yeah. working in promotions at the time, so I kept a lot for myself. 
Well, legally, you promoted. No, I'm I'm jealous of you. I would have done the same thing. Like a little one for me. Legally, you promoted on the air, and you have to you give one away. You didn't say how many you were going to give away. Mm-hmm. And really, you know, the New York Lottery just wanted the promotion. That's why they're giving you the tickets in the first place. So they get the number of ads, and mm-hmm. then you give you do actually give some away. But I realize how much you really don't win. Like I know there's like hundreds of dollars. I'd scratch them off, and sometimes I'd break even. It's, I didn't, it, you know, it's a hundred dollars profit. Pretending that you put in money. Yeah, there was no big winners. I know there are big winners out there, but uh, with the scratch off, if you did get one of those big prizes, though, you ever think about this? If you mm. got the big prize, you couldn't redeem it at the gas station, so you'd have to make a return trip to wherever that state was. You'd have to ho- you have to either do it in the uh, before you leave the gas station to you know if you want to go back and get the money, or you have to redeem it in the same state. Yes, you can't be leaving the state that soon. Like I have, I can- I have to do it in deep Virginia if I'm gonna <laughs> if I'm gonna. <laughs> and you have to take it, it to the, yeah wherever it goes. Don't some yeah. of them say mail it in? It's like no way. This isn't good. If I had a big, this is not leaving my hands. I have a winner on my. It's for a dollar on our refrigerator. That's for Atlanta. <laughs> it's been there forever. Well, at that point, it's more just a, a keepsake. Yeah. What are you going to add? It's a free ticket, right? It's one of those things where it's like, I'll bring it next time I'm in Atlanta. I've never brought it. Because yeah, it's a dollar. Yeah. It's it's, a dollar. You get more out of it hanging on the fridge and looking at it and saying, yeah, that was nice. Yeah. Haven't I already won? I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know what that means either. <laughs> and then the last thing I was thinking about is obviously listening to music's important. Oh, yeah. If you're on the road trip. And if you're with another person, there's a possibility of fighting over it. Yes, I turned on. I asked if I could turn on Les Mis because I have I have the book of CDs still in my car. And I asked if I could turn that on since he was just reading his book because he didn't. He's like, just don't turn it up too loud. (laughs) So he shot it down. You're the driver, though. Do you do you abide by that rule? The driver gets to pick the music. Um, no, that we don't really run into that that often. I don't know why, but we don't. I, I have run into that with other people, and I've been annoyed that I have to listen to something because I'm not driving. I think, you know, if it keeps you motivated to drive, that's why I would stick to that rule. Right. So you don't have to blast the air conditioner in your face or out on the window because you're falling asleep. You got some music you're engaged with. I don't, I don't fall with. asleep. I'm just, I'm a good driver. You're a robot. You're one of the best drivers out there. My dad is... He would always, he was always the driver, like with his friends. He was always, you know, making the long road trips. And whenever we took road trips as a family, he drove the whole time. I don't ever remember my mom switching with him. And I really do think I got that gene. Like I, I can drive forever. We, we drive overnight sometimes to get places instead of have, especially like with the kids. We've driven overnight 11 hours to Wisconsin before. And you're dead the next day, but I did it the whole time. And I can. I like the idea of the dream, the gene. Yeah, I've got the drive. I say it. I have the driving gene. Yeah, I was born with it. Not everyone's got the thing. I was lucky enough. Yep. It's a passive trait, uh, but, you know, it came through with me. So not everyone does have this. That's why I should drive the car. It's a blessing and a curse, honestly. I mean, to be this good, it's tough. Now, you wouldn't understand, though. You look no. from, from the outside, you think it's all glory. Mm-hmm. Mm, but think again. Yep. You got to really shift your weight around on your butt. Yes, so Oof. much, so much butt shifting. That's why. Right. The, that's why the truckers get the fat butts, so they don't have to mm-hmm. shift as much. You, you <laughs> pad it out as much as possible. That's right. And then you, take, they get they have the skinny face and skinny upper body, and it's all like a they're an upside down light bulb. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, that's all I've got. So, thanks for listening to this episode of One Topic. Again, I am Greg Ross. That is Autumn Fisher. Autumn. Where can people find you? You can find us um, online uh, on uh, iTunes, on Podbean, on Spotify, on Stitcher. Um, just search for one topic. And I'm everywhere on social media at Auto Pritz, P-R-I-T-T-S. Everywhere on social media. That is true. Mm-hmm. You do a search and I see all the accounts. And I know we're on social media, though. Uh, I am on that other podcast, Usual Rejects. So I'm going to start promoting that. Good. So if, if you would like to listen. Go over there. Yeah. Go over there and hit, hit them up. Subscribe and also leave us a, re- a rate and review us. I don't know what I'm saying. Yeah, on our own. You know, you've listened to enough podcasts. You know yeah. the begging that comes along with this. Do yeah. that. Do that thing that's been embedded 
It's been injected into your consciousness forever. Rate and review. Rate and review. Help the podcast rate and review. Okay. Subscribe. Until next time, take care of yourselves. Buckle up. Don't text and drive.